Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and that girl from the office who never goes out for drinks, but appreciates the invite. On today's episode, Haunted Objects, Witches in the News, and a Spell to Rock You to Sleep. Rock my baby. Like a little babe. Like a little tiny fetus. Oh. Inside the beautiful rockabye baby that is my womb. And if you rock too hard, you will fall. Just right out. Poof. (laughs) You like that sound effect? It's, oh, it wasn't a fetus. I just had gas. I'm just gassing. I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. I'm bloated. September 22nd. I'm doing great. We just shot for Ghost Town. Like, very excited that now we've shot everything and we can move on to the edit. And I saw your show and it was beautiful and stunning and everyone loves you and it was the best time. I can't believe I got so much money. (laughs) Uh, You know what else? I can't believe Barack Obama showed up. That was crazy. If only he brought Michelle, but you know how she is. Crazy schedule. Alicia. Next month is your birthday month. Stop it. Yeah, it is. That's crazy. Guess what? <gasps> you're going to be 30. I'm just going to... I'm going to be fine. No. Oh, my God. You're so fine. Listen. Fucking 30 before 30. All the, all the things you've done. I have only 70 years left to live. That is extremely hopeful. It's not. That psychic said I was going to live for an unfashionably long time. <laughs> They so used- I'm gonna be like a little shell of a human, and that's gonna be my life. And I just hope that I've taken up gardening by then, so that I can still move my limbs. Yeah, you're like a shell of a cicada that's yeah. stuck to the edge of a pine tree. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, exactly. And I can only hope I die with just like one tit having fallen out of my shirt. Mm-hmm. Just like a good day, like back in the day. Yeah, like a. Uh- you know, like in painting of the Virgin Mary. Yeah. One tit out, one eyes to the sky. Give me that slice of pie. <laughs> pussy wet. Pussy. <laughs> Girl boss. They didn't include that part, but like the pussy was wet. She was very turned on by the whole experience. It was like a miracle birth. Like it was fucking sexy. Cool. Immaculate. Immaculate. Okay, so this is your birthday month. Is there anything that you want to do? Listen, this this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. If I can tell you how I feel for a moment. If I can, oh, can you tell birthday. me about my birthday? Can Please. I tell you about your birthday? I would love birthday. to hear it. This is a huge birthday for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, continue. <laughs> I'm invested. I feel like mm-hmm. when you come up on the decades from this point forward, it's a birthday month. Yeah. It's a birthday month. It's a birthday month. So only the decades or like, because I never expected to live this long. So I'm assuming I should have a birthday month from here on out until I'm 100. That's fair. Thank you. But then I think that also means maybe on the decades, we'll wiggle room on either side of the birthday month. Because I do need some kind of rhythmic energy if I'm going to bring 100 
every year from now on, I do need to be like, okay, and this one's special, so it's 110%. Okay, so it's like those aspects from last episode. You get like some 10-degree wiggle room, like 10-day wiggle room on each side. It's a wide sex style. (laughs) But yeah, so what do you, like, give me some things that we should do for your birthday month. I mean, it's got to be spooky. It's October. Yeah. We're fucking living for that shit. I want everyone to be carving a pumpkin in my honor. Mm-hmm. It literally says in Alicia's honor. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. That's the other pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> That's the backup pumpkin just in case. Just in case. We don't know how this month's going to end. We got to do like the fucking hay rides. I don't know. Are those COVID safe yet? Probably not. But it's we got to do them. I feel well, like. it's because your ass is sitting where other people's asses are on the same hay. Well, by then your acrylics will be done. Yeah. And so either you'll have fresh acrylics. Straw acrylics. Straw acrylics. That's really what I'm going and, for. But your ass will be much cleaner. That's true. Oh, a haunted house situation. Oh, a haunted house situation. Okay. I'm about that. Also, I, I kind of like the idea of wearing my mask during it because then it's like. Am I screaming and terrified or? You don't know. You don't know. You can't read me. You can't read me. Fuck you. Do you remember those like really scary corn mazes where they would have like the creepy people in it? I think they had some of those in Indiana. I've like never ne- been to ne- one, but that Necropolis. sounds terrifying. Necropolis. Do you remember like the ads for that? They were like, oh, Necropolis. yeah, I do remember that. I don't think I ever went. I never went either. I went to one scary corn maze and I was like, never again. I felt like I, it was too scary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did not feel protected by the adults who were there. It was just like, are you, would you run and leave me if it came to it? And in that moment, I was like, they might. Yeah. They might leave me. Linda. I don't know how much they love me. I can't tell right now. <laughs> would you fight this man with a machete? Pro- probably not. You would just cut your losses and run at that point. Yeah, you're like, I can have more children. Yeah. <laughs> I am still very fertile. <laughs> <laughs> You're booking out of there. All right, Marcel wants us to talk about something. All right, okay. So I'm going to do my best Marcel impression. Do it. Hey, guys. I've worked on something really hard. It's me, Marcel. I love cats, Alicia. That sounds right. And discussing my heritage. I don't know. I can't think of anything. (laughs) But no, so Marcel has worked... uh, really hard on this discord i feel like he's engaged with it so much more than anyone else on our team Mm -hmm. and so um and through that has created a really beautiful community and so when people talk about that like you know discords patreons facebook groups have a community the witches discord is a next fucking level community so we have some really nice organized channels to discuss different topics we have a selfie channel we have a venting channel love that and they are extremely active And so, you know, people are supporting each other. They're hyping each other. And not only are other people hyping you, we have a series of bots that you can convince. You don't even have to convince. Oh, what do you do to them? You put in a command. It's like question mark, compliment, and they compliment you. Boom. Amazing. Day turned fucking around. You (laughs) You know? I'm finally getting that male attention I so desire. Boom. Hashtag compliment. Not hashtag. Question mark, compliment. But then you can also do tarot readings. They'll pull a card for you. Like there are different commands to get them to do different things. It's wild. And when we have the robot uprising, we will definitely be in trouble. A hundred percent. They know way too much about what we want. They do. They really do. But for the time being, it's a lot of fun. We've also got celebrating and bragging. You want to be seen? 
fucking say it there. We've got recipe talk, like plug your craft. So if you're into making candles and you're like, I need some fucking people to sell this to, you can go to the plug your craft channel and just fucking plug it. We have a book club, tarot and divination, where you can ask tarot and divination questions, pics and memes. And then we have a whole channel for if you want to post pictures of your familiar or not even if you're familiar, you just want to share that cute picture of your iguana. You can put it in here. <laughs> and people will be like, oh my God, so cute, which is definitely the validation we all want right now. I really need it. Exactly. And it's so lit and it's so hopping and literally everyone's posting like every channel and I just can't even keep up with it. Marcel's really good at keeping up with it. And we hope you guys can join it. Yeah. And what's even better is that the Patreon group actually has a secret channel where they can discuss like the Patreon topics and like the different episodes. We talked a little bit about the Patreon and by a little bit, I mean a lot of it. And we just released a Patreon episode of Low Effort Witchcraft because we're all witches on the go. I fucking get it. I don't and have time for this. Some people don't have time for it. and But here's, there's some easy ways where you can make time for it because you have to do things that you would normally do, like shower. You can do things in the shower. It's like, it's cool to just go into and know, oh, mm -hmm. I can always have time for this, even when I don't have time for this. Yes. And I love that shit. Anyway, Alicia, mm -hmm. besides having many extracurriculars and so much free and non-free content, mm -hmm. we've made some more content. And that content is about haunted objects. For today. Bum, bum. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so <laughs> coming into... Haunted objects. Expectations. They're going to be spooky as fuck. It was very spooky. Oh my God. Like any haunted object, don't touch it. Okay. Here the here. These are my rules. Don't touch it. One. Possibly don't look at it. Two. Don't go near it. Three. Run away. Four. I think that's it. I think those are extremely good. Oh, and uh, you can be a baby witch listener on Patreon for $5 for witch yes. Boom. Five. Okay. Those. <laughs> that's the five things. Boom, killed it. Okay, so staying away from it. Don't look at it. Get away from it. Run, Run. if you can, if you're able. And <laughs> subscribe not, to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> so I just want to do a little recap of how objects become haunted. So in 2020, CE, Common Era, <laughs> we published our episode on ghosts. And Alicia found a YouTube video on how you become a ghost. This is the gist. Excessive grief of a loved one. People are crying about you. Mm -hmm. They wish you weren't dead. Mm -hmm. And somehow your spirit form is like, I, I wish I weren't dead either. <laughs> I'm fucking back, idiots. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, you're attached to your material things. You love your things. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you are an earth sign. Mm -hmm. And that's okay to just be yourself. Three, unfinished business. Casper rules. Absolutely. And then, of course, a violent death. Very sad. Extremely. The most commonly haunted objects seem to be, one, houses. Yeah, they're big. Two, clothing of the deceased, because I guess ghosts are afraid to be naked. Mm -hmm. uh, toys, which is terrifying. Yeah. I hate this, this like one. a attachment to innocence kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel like there's they're like spooky. something tactile about it, like yeah. more so than like clothing or houses. It's like a thing that you play with and it's... Ugh. And normally they have like arms or something. Like yeah. it's a doll and they can be like hee hee. Or they have heads that just spin around and around and around yeah. 360. Gross, gross, gross. Uh, mirrors. Uh, you see spooky thing, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. Don't do don't it. Say it the don't, third time. Don't do it. Don't do it. Scary old timey paintings. 
Do they move? It is an ancient art. Do they blink? They uh, they smile. They grimace. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they, from behind their backs, they reveal a weapon, <laughs> a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oddly enough, chairs, specifically rocking chairs. I guess back in the day, especially women, spent a lot of time in chairs. People were always telling them to sit down. Yeah. One from the vapors, two because of patriarchy. Yeah. The lead paint. (laughs) Their own hysteria. You know, it all gets tied up. Have a seat, Mary. Just chill. Just calm down. I did find a book on Amazon titled How to Not Become a Ghost, Your Step-by-Step Guide to Avoiding the Worst of All Fates. There is only one review. It is a one-star review from John T. And he says, one star, pure fantasy. More drivel meant to scare a puerile mind. It's true because I say so is not evidence. This book is sickening. And not in like the good way. It's not sickening. It's not. It's not. <laughs> this sick. book is sickening. No, it's not. It's, no, he's he, mad. John's He angry. does not like it. We discussed in the ghost episode theories about why or how ghosts could exist. And we touched on the stone tape theory, the idea that objects and matter can hold a kind of memory that given the correct circumstances can be replayed. And that is all to say, in the Venn diagram of ghosts and the supernatural, haunted objects overlap with ghosts, but they also seem to have their own subset of rules that they play by. The entity associated with a haunted object is tied to that object. It's stuck there, like a genie in a bottle. Exactly. If you leave the presence of the object, like Alicia wants you to do, run fast, the ghost should not be able to follow you. Well, that's good. Yeah, so it's like, if the house is haunted, you can leave the house. If the mirror is haunted, just don't look at it. You look fine, baby. Beyonce didn't look in mirrors for like eight months. She didn't need to. No, she has a makeup crew to do that. Yeah, that's true. And maybe you should just get a makeup crew. It can't be that much. Yeah, come on. And then the entity in question may be a spirit, but it can also be something else. Tricks. Yes. Or treats. Depending. Probably tricks. I would say 80% tricks, Uh 20% treats. Okay. That tracks. So for tricks and treats, we've got the Myrtle's Plantation Mirror. One, we hear the word mirror, spooky. Two, the word plantation, very spooky. Very, I am not about this. We are very scared. So picture this, an antebellum mansion in St. Francisville, Louisiana. If you've never been there, it probably just looks like Louisiana. I haven't been there either, so I don't know. It's a mansion that still stands there today. You can go visit the mansion because people like doing that. Some people like doing that. So just visit mansions. Oh, you know, I've, I've enjoyed, I would love to go on a tour of the stars in Los Angeles. And that's kind of like visiting mansions. That, but much dirtier. Mansions would be much cleaner, actually. <laughs> it might be a way more enjoyable experience than on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> but okay, okay, yeah, take that mentality. And thrust it into a creepy plantation mansion. The story goes that Sarah Woodruff and her family were the original owners of the house. The house was also run by a few slaves and one particular slave girl named Chloe, who she's like a child under 18. We don't actually know her name, but under 18. The emphasis was on girl. Either Mr. Woodruff forced Chloe to be his mistress, as, you know, white men did to slaves back in the day because... Mankind's disgusting, and we should have been wiped out, like, centuries ago. 
Or Chloe got in trouble for listening in on like official business conversations through keyholes, like, you know, what a child would do and get subsequently punished. But there was some reason that Chloe just hated the Woodruffs. And I mean, it could also be like she was a slave and like they were her keepers, you know, like that's probably enough reason to hate anyone. Exactly. She was an enslaved person. (laughs) She was trapped. (laughs) Like, like. In the worst possible situation. Yeah. We don't know the specific reasoning, but she did not like these people. No. And it sounds like coveted by an older man. Exactly. <laughs> no thank you. But one day, Chloe baked a cake using oleander, which is a very, very poisonous plant. Oh, I thought like the man. Oh, no, no. Like oleander's what? <laughs> oh. Creepy. Oh. Weird. No, no. Baking a cake, oleander, very poisonous. With the intent of killing the entire family, as one does when someone's trying to poison someone. But the plan backfired. The cake only killed Sarah and two of her children, which is pretty close, though. Pretty close. Almost got him. We almost got everyone, but not the husband and the others. Chloe was then hanged in front of the other slaves and her body thrown into the Mississippi River. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just kind of to make the point. Don't poison people. It is said that she continues to haunt the Myrtle's plantation to this day. And there have been some historical discrepancies that have made their way through in the modern day. Like, apparently there was no evidence that the Woodruffs even owned slaves. But it was like a plantation in the South run by white people. So they, like, probably did. Unless they were very poor. And then that's, like, embarrassing. But then also I'm like, then how do you have a plantation? Who's operating the shit? Who's yeah, doing this? I don't think Mr. Woodruff is going out with the plow. It's not fucking Sarah. Sarah ain't doing shit. She's sitting. Yeah. This She's just sitting. Papers. She's consuming the lead paint. Exactly. She's eating it for dinner, trying to get out of this mansion. It is also believed that Sarah didn't die from a poisoning, but she actually died from yellow fever, which that, you know, maybe yellow fever was rampant. We had to read that book in like elementary school. Did you read the yellow fever book? Which one? What was that? It's one? like 1997. No. Like 1960. 1776. Was it that? 1892. I just name all 1991. The I think it was 1776. Is that the name of the book? I hope so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anymore. I just thought of it on the spot. It sounds like a bad book. Was it bad? But anyways, to the object, we are here for the object. So one, the house is an object because Chloe could be haunting the whole house. But two, there is an object. Back in the day, mirrors would be covered when someone dies so the soul of the deceased doesn't get caught in the mirror instead of ascending to heaven. This was capital F, big fear people had. Mm -hmm. We had to make sure everyone goes to heaven where they belong to get salvation and their thousand virgins, whatever they need up there. Apparently after Sarah's death, poisoning or yellow fever, it actually really doesn't matter in this case because she, you know, plot twist, she died. Mm-hmm. the mourners forgot to cover one mirror in the house. One single mirror on this huge plantation. We forgot one. And it is said that this mirror holds the spirits of Sarah and two of her children. And this mirror still stands in the mansion right now. Sometimes people can see visions of Sarah in the mirror. And other times, like, little handprints appear that weren't <gasps> on the mirror before that take forever to wipe off. And clean. Because they're made of like ectoplasm or some bullshit like that. Oh, oh my maybe. god, I creepy. Ew. Where's the mirror? In the house somewhere. I don't know in what room. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that's beyond my research. I'm, I'm here for the story. You got to go to the plantation. You got to find the mirror and you got to report back. Our little agents, our baby witch agents. They're on it, though. And that is the story of the Myrtle Plantation. Oh, so creepy. So spooky. And then we have Anna Baker's haunted wedding dress. This one makes me sad. Oh, that's lovely. Back in 1836, in another mansion in Altoona, Pennsylvania. All these one percenters. I know, right? It was purchased by Elias Baker and his small family when they moved in. The eldest daughter of the family was named Anna. Anna was young and impressionable, but wanted that like real true romance, that kind that like sweeps you off your feet, the, you know, the kind that Disney before Disney would tell you to do. And she thought she had found it when she fell in love with a local steel worker who was, you know, unfortunately way, like way below her class. But you got to think like, Big muscles, like oh, he's got. He's a little he's dirty. Grisly. He's a little dangerous. You he know. He cusses. A oh, little. he cusses, but not in front of her. Like mm-hmm. no, ma'am. Probably doesn't. Probably just calls her ma'am. Oh, Won't even like say her name because you know he knows and he's like respectful. Miss Baker. Miss Baker. Oh, ooh, wet. Elias hated this idea for his daughter to marry someone poor, and so he forbade his daughter from being with the worker. But if you've ever met a teenager, they do not listen. No. You tell me I can't see my boyfriend? Yeah, no. Absolutely not. So, you know, Anna, being a rebellious teenager in love, went behind her father's back and began planning a wedding with the steelworker in secret. Because that's what you do. Because you're a conniving bitch. And I'm 16. It's and also it's fine. That's kind of sexy. It's kind of sexy. Our secret wedding. Our secret wedding. And she even secretly purchased her own wedding dress. So, like, she found the dress. She said yes to the dress. Unfortunately for the young couple, her father found out. And since he's a rich man, he didn't murder him, which, you know, that's actually a positive for once. But he had her fiancé, the steel worker, move to a different city by buying the steel mill he worked for and forced the young man to move. He had to move with the steel mill or he didn't have a job. He didn't have anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and the steel worker never returned to the town again. Even though her father offered other men as possible suitors, Anna turned down every single one. And at one point, you know, just in your hysterics and your heartbreak, she confined herself in her room, locked the door, said, woe is me. I'm not coming out of here, which is also a very teenager move. Oh, yeah. And in the closet was the wedding dress she would never wear. And Anna was in so much pain and despair that she just died in that room. She didn't even kill herself. She just died of heartbreak. passed away. Mm -hmm. Heartbreak or dehydration and starvation, you know. She had to pee so bad. I'm sure she's pissing all over. (laughs) Bladder burst. I'm sure there's a chamber pot over there and it was fine for that. But she probably just didn't eat. And the despair and anger at her father for separating the couple supposedly manifested in the wedding dress. This pure symbol that is now full of heartbreak and pain because she could never be with her one true love. The Baker Mansion has now been turned into a museum that welcomes visitors if you're in, what is it, Altoona, Pennsylvania. And in it, the wedding dress is available for visitors to see, although it is behind a glass case. And sometimes it is said that the wedding dress will move from side to side or shake violently within the glass. I'm just thinking, like, I remember 
reading about this because I was really surprised. I think I told you how many fucking wedding dresses are haunted. Well, they're so expensive, one. And if you don't get the wedding you want after paying that much money, I'd fucking haunt that dress too. Like, but, you won't let me wear this dress while I'm alive? I'm going to wear it every fucking day now that I'm dead. You motherfucker, you're going to fucking see. <laughs> but it, like, the thought of, like, this violently shaking dress mm-hmm. is just, like, so terrifyingly bodily, but also, like, very paranormal. Yeah. That has, like, big ghost vibes. Yeah. It's very spooky. And, you know, it's, like, white, so that kind of looks ghostly, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just got a lot of spooky things going on. And the last one that I'm going to talk about is the Bassano vase, or vase, we can say. The Bassano vase was made from silver, about four pounds, and crafted around the 15th century. It looked like nothing special, but it holds a horrible curse. Bum, bum. Boom. There we go. The first mention of the vase goes back to the 15th century in Italy. It was supposed to be a wedding present for a young, beautiful bride delivered to her anonymously the night before her wedding. She didn't know who delivered it, so she was like, oh, this must be a good omen. This is a beautiful vase. She was probably like, it's a beautiful vase, you know, something like that. (laughs) And then she fainted. And then she fainted. However, the wedding day came, and the bride did not show up. (gasps) So her family goes to her bedroom, and they find the young bride dead on the floor of her room, clutching the vase to her chest. What? What? What does it mean? What does it mean? Not long after the incident with the bride, another family member got hold of the vase, but they died soon afterward. Then the vase went to another family and boom, dead. This is Hope Diamond shit. This is bad, you guys. This is really bad. So everyone came to the same conclusion. This vase is fucking cursed. The family decided to hide the Bassano vase away. Like, we need to get rid of this shit. Get it out of here. In the hat. Run, you know? No one knows how, when, or where the vase was hidden away. Maybe it was locked away. Maybe it was buried in the backyard. The family took the secret of the hidden vase to the grave. Boom. Done, you know. We're fine. Vase gone. I feel safe. Until. No! (laughs) The beautiful year of our Lord, 1988. My favorite year. My favorite year. (laughs) It is said that a young man was digging in his backyard when he found the vase. The vase. So they did bury it. The vase. No. Well, allegedly. Allegedly he found it and dug it up. We, the stories, the legends, we don't know. The lore. The but, lord. The, the lord. When he picked up the vase, supposedly there was a note attached to it cautioning about the vase's curse. And the young man just took that little note and threw it in the fucking trash where it belonged. Shut up. He did not. <laughs> he was like, who the fuck littered in my yard? <laughs> Wait, is this trash? Yuck. Gross. And then he wiped his acrylics off on his shirt. <laughs> He's like, good. Let's get the dirt out of here. Then he put up the vase for auction. He's still like getting dirt out of his acrylics. But he's yeah. like, all right. Yeah, that's how they do. He didn't know what the vase was exactly, but it was like really old and it's an artifact and you can sell old artifacts for a decent chunk of change. So he was like, I'm just going to take the money and run. Like it doesn't Mm -hmm. fucking matter to me. He sold the vase to the highest bidder for 4 million Italian lire, which was about $3,000 at the time, which is still enough money. I I wouldn't buy a $3,000 vase. I could use $3,000 though. I could not use a vase. I couldn't. What do I do with a vase? 
put pennies in it. <laughs> it's like a little piggy bank. <laughs> the new owner was a pharmacist who loved a good deal. <laughs> but three months later, the pharmacist mysteriously became sick and died. And the pharmacist family sold the vase because they also liked money to a doctor who had money. But the doctor also died shortly thereafter. And then the next owner was an archaeologist who was like, fuck yeah, I love old shit. Mm -hmm. This is my shit. He bought it so enthusiastically. He was like, I'm going to put it with my other artifacts. We're going to learn about it. It's going to be beautiful. He died three months later. I, I am, is it? full of arsenic like does it have is it, is it like a typhoid mary situation that's almost like what it feels like yeah i don't know maybe the vase had typhoid that uh, I, I don't know the vase continued to change hands until one sale put an end to it all they were like we're fucking done the new owner died mysteriously like the rest of them but this time the family did not sell the vase they were like let's stop this con where it starts it ends with us it ends with us and the family was so eager to get rid of the curse that they chucked it out the window of, like, their apartment. Right on to Fifth Avenue. <laughs> and they were like, you know, vase breaks, curse is broken, bada bing, bada boom, we're fucking done, we're not losing anyone. Problem is, this vase was made of silver, so it was not going to break. Oh, come on. I know, Lord, come on. And the vase fell right next to a police officer who was walking by. Almost hit him, did not hit him, but the officer took the vase, looked up to the window, and was like, I gotta return this vase. <laughs> he like, Someone lost a vase. He fucking rings the doorbell, he goes up the stairs. You know, they're still like mourning, they're all in black. They just got rid of this vase, they're celebrating, they finally open the champagne, and the police officer is there with the vase, in one hand and a fucking ticket in the other hand for littering. <laughs> oh my God. And, and the vase is like, bet you never thought I'd, you'd fucking see me again. <laughs> I gotcha, suckers. And the family like, was like, fine, fine, fine. We'll pay the fine. Like, we don't fucking care. Like, we'll, we'll pay the ticket. We are not taking that fucking vase back. Like an unwanted middle child. They were like, I do not want to see it again. So now it was the police officer's problem. The police officer was like, I, I don't fucking need a vase, you know? So, but he was like, it looks old. Let me take it to some museums, like get rid of it. But everyone had heard about this curse. So museum after museum after museum, they were like, fuck no. Mm -hmm. I don't want this vase. So the officer decided to get rid of the vase. And once again, no one knows how they got rid of it. Some believe the vase was hidden in a cemetery or that the police officer put the vase in a lead case and then buried it. But no one has seen the vase since, but that was like early 1990s, mid 1990s. Uh -huh. This vase is still out there. That is somewhere. Terrifying. Isn't that scary? Someone could just dig it up. And it's still in Pennsylvania somewhere probably? Oh no, Pennsylvania was the other story. Oh, I shit. have no fucking clue where it is now. Oh my God. I know, it could be anywhere. It could be in Europe, it could be in America. I don't fucking know. Did it take a fucking flight? Was it on the Titanic? We don't know. It's the heart of the ocean. It is the heart of the ocean. It's causing the climate crisis. We no. have to dig it up. Oh, God. Okay. I have to follow that up. So I'm going to tell you about I said James. I it with such vigor. I'm going to tell you about James Dean's Porsche. Oh, excellent. So James Dean was an American actor best known for his performances in the films The Rebel Without a Cause. Not The Rebel, but Rebel Without a Cause. Yes. And East of Eden. I've not seen either. 
I've not seen any. I've seen his grave. I have not seen his movies. I'm like, I was like, is he a cowboy? Mm. I thought maybe he was like a singer. I actually didn't know who he was. He has that kind of like singer vibe. Mm -hmm. Which is like kind of like pouty, but like bad boy. Very pouty bad boy. Very, very hot back then, you know. If you don't know what he looks like, it's kind of like Brad Pitt and then young Clint Eastwood had a baby and then that baby was troubled and smoked American spirits. Yes, honey. So James Dean Pitt Eastwood was so troubled that he saw adrenaline wherever he went and his favorite fix was racing fast cars. He was like having a amazing acting career. It's not enough. Nope. I need... The blood to be racing in my veins. I mean, he came from the Midwest, so like. That's true. He, he came needed, from. He needed something to like fill it. What was it? Uh, it's like, I looked it up. It's like 45 minutes outside of Muncie, Indiana. What's it yeah. called? Is it Gas City? It's right just north of Gas City. Okay. I think he was buried in Gas City then. Um, I did write it down. So it's coming up in the research. Oh, okay, great. Uh, his baby mm-hmm. and the baby that would kill him was his Porsche 500 Spider that he called Little Bastard. Hmm. He bought Little Bastard in September. Ooh, that's this month. Sorry. Oh, oh no. <laughs> in 1955. Now, actors all hang out with each other. Yes, you have something to say. Well, I have something to say. Tell me now. The problem is when you look at a car and you're like, I need to name you something that's kind of shitty, the car will then embody that. Because <laughs> that's what I did with my like first car. He was Sir, Sir Adder Edmond Dante's Herder Esquire. But adder, if you like flip the words around, spells out dread. <gasps> and that's what that. that car was. Dread <laughs> all the time. Dread in the pit of my stomach. Every single time it would break down. Mm-hmm. Which was a lot. Which was almost every four months. Something wild like that. Oh, little Baron. So calling the car Little Bastard, like he was setting himself up for this. Now actors all hang out with each other because they're the only ones who can stand their energy. That's true. And Jimmy D goes to hang out with British actor Alec Guinness, who is Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Star Wars movies, if you are trying to think of what he looks like. I don't That does nothing for me, but that's okay. That's okay. Articles covering Little Bastard always seem to mention Alec's superstitious nature, and apparently Alec would not get in James Dean's car and wrote in his diary, because as an actor, he did have a diary thinking, people want to know what I am And apparently they did. Look who was fucking right here. (laughs) Yeah. He said... The sports car looked sinister to me, exhausted, hungry, feeling a little ill-tempered in spite of Dean's kindness. I heard myself saying in a voice I could hardly recognize as my own, please never get in it. If you get in that car, you will be found dead in it by this time next week. This is, a, okay, is this before he, Dean died or after Dean died? This is like, before Dean died. He wrote this down? Yes. I don't trust that. You this can... seems like a hindsight's 2020 situation where he was like, and the fear gripped me when I looked into the car's headlights and I knew this is a monster. And it was like, no, I mean, yeah, your friend died, but like, mm-hmm. chill. He went back with his mechanical pencil, erased what he wrote on that day, <laughs> Just and then wrote it. in. <laughs> it's like, and it came to me in the vision. page in the yeah. diary. It's taped in. It's from a different piece of paper. Yeah. Like, it looks nothing like the other. <laughs> Just a week later, no, James Dean and his friend, mechanic, Rolf Volthrick. I, I have no idea who this man is. Were in Hollywood preparing for a race in Salinas that weekend when they decided Dean 
needed to familiarize himself with the car. He's like, it's a new car. I'm going to race it. I got to feel its curves. I got to feel its energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They took off on Route 46. And unfortunately, so did Cal Poly student Donald Turnipseed. That's not a name. It is a real name. It cannot be a name. And it, it comes from a long even, line. It's not Turnip. It's, it's turn, turn Up Seed. This is not a name of a real person. <laughs> Who made a sudden left and collided with Little Bastard, killing James Dean and launching Rolf from the car. Thank God we were not invested in that character. I think, yes, thank God. <laughs> Minor side character. And he lives. Oh, well. He's fine. Great. Now, this episode isn't about tragic car accidents of celebrities. It's about haunted objects. And this car is haunted. Really? So here's the hit list. Oh, my God. Dr. William Estrich bought the Porsche and stripped it for parts. Remember, because it's fucking totaled. Yeah. He loans the parts out to fellow racer Troy McHenry. And a little over a year later, William and Troy are both in brutal car accidents in the same race. (gasps) And Troy fucking dies. Oh, my God. He hits a tree, dead (gasps) on impact. Wow. Good night, goodbye. That's crazy. After two fatal car crashes, King of Customs George Barris bought the parts of Little Bastard and promised to rebuild it for, like, you know, money and posterity and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood loves that shit. Yeah, they're like, wouldn't it be fun, man? Ooh, you can still see the blood on the handle. (laughs) Though it never was fully recovered because I guess, like, the, I don't know, the aluminum casing, whatever it is cars are made out of, like, was just crunched beyond repair the car went on tour at car shows and one caught on fire the car caught on fire the car caught on fire and it was the only car that caught on fire at that car show (laughs) it just combusted it did like (laughs) just spontaneously just (laughs) (laughs) um on another occasion had its tires explode here's the deal all four tires exploded all four not all four tires were in the same place that means they were just like a time bomb. Like yeah. someone pushed the button and all tires went. Poof. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. One of the two sets of tires. So there's two tires on this other person's car. He's like, you know, I collect celebrity things. I'm going to take dead James Dean's tires from his car. Put them on deserved. my car. He's driving. The tires explode and he careens off the road. <gasps> Good night. Really? Goodbye. Bye. Oh, shit. Um, for some reason... At car shows, they were like, oh, this crazy haunted car that keeps having horrible accidents and killing people. Let's suspend it from the air. Their insurance policy just goes up and up and up. Uh, As soon as that happens, the car does fall on someone. Why would they put it in the air? I don't need to see a car from up in the air. I'm like, what is the point of that? I've never seen a car, never seen the underside of a car. I don't want to see the underside of a car. Maybe it's interesting. I don't really know. I don't think so. And then um, a second time, it did fall on and kill George Barkas, who drove it to get this, a road safety expo. Why? They suspended it again. It fell on him, and he did die. Why why are we putting these cars up? I guess maybe they seem, you know, elegant. What if this is like what Wiley Coyote was like based off of? (laughs) Just this over and over and over again. So where's the car now? Mm -hmm. With the fucking Bussano vase. It's missing. It's gone. It disappeared from a sealed boxcar in 1960 on its way to Los Angeles from Miami. Despite a million dollar reward, this car has never been seen again. Elon Musk probably owns it or something. Yeah. Some fucking weirdo owns it. 
uh, some yeah. So I guess the next time like a fucking millionaire dies, it could be because they have this car. <laughs> so scary. Why would someone steal it? I mean, maybe people... it was like a Ghostbuster. Maybe they were like, we just gotta get this out of here. That police officer, but. <laughs> With a mission. Yeah, he's like, I can't let this happen to anyone else. And then he turned his little cat backwards and he went on a wonderful adventure with maybe like his weird cousin. Yeah. Who they were like, they teamed up. Yeah. And they went to. It's like a buddy comedy, but we're destroying cursed objects. Yeah. Oh, it's like the last Harry Potter movies, but like fun. But like fun and not like really sad. Yeah. So um, to close out this episode, I did want to talk about something fun, which is haunted eBay. Okay. We've discussed this a little bit before, mm-hmm. which is that this is just some fucking Laurel Nakadati shit. Love it. Uh, popularized by artists like Eric Oglander and podcasts like My Brother, My Brother, and Me, Haunted eBay is popping. Is it hauntedebay.com? It's just ebay.com, and you okay. in the search, you type haunted. Oh, okay. And that popcorn's been cooking for years with major publications like the New York Times and the New Yorker circling back to it every October for like fucking 10 years. Because they're like, people will read this finally. Yeah. And it's funny because the one for the New York Times, like you go back, it's like from 2019, like the background is black and like the font is white and there's like, it's very spooky. It's very fun. So the listings are pretty simple and I'm going to quote from the New York Times. Buyers beware, warns the eBay listing for the haunted vintage antique evil active possessed witch demon doll. I think it needs a better name. Something a little too long snappy. for me. Yeah, something snappy. I fell asleep Let's workshop evil. it. Yeah. <laughs> so many things have happened when this doll is near, writes Selling Treasures Dash 7. She must go. I cannot have her in my house any longer. The doll, which has been photographed atop a Ouija board, can be purchased for $99.99 plus $7.70 shipping. That's not how you say that. $7.70? $7.70? seven $7.70? Yeah. Nine ninety. I'm just trying to think of how do they say it on like infomercials. And five easy installments of nine ninety nine. Yeah, seven dollars shipping. One easy payment of ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents plus one shipping fee of seven dollars and seventy cents. And for all of that money, you gotta know that the Ouija board does not come included. The listing says it's not coming with. It's just the doll. Just the doll. The rules on eBay are interesting. You do have to sell a physical object, so it can't just be the ghost. <laughs> and most of the listings do have a disclaimer that say, like, for entertainment purposes only, though the rest of the listing will say, keep away from children because they may become possessed. Ooh. So we're going to play a game. <gasps> which is, oh no, is this doll haunted? Or is this doll, I don't know, not haunted. Haunted or not? Okay. I've, I've collected some photographs mm-hmm. of eBay listings mm-hmm. and you have to tell me whether or not they're haunted. So first up, if you could describe this photo. So this is like a close-up picture of a little white doll. Maybe like, is that like like a plasticky, not even ceramic, but with blonde curls. Mm-hmm. Very thin eyebrows. Oh yeah. Kind of like a, I don't even know what color the eyes are. What do you it's think? like a hazily like green. A hazel with some red lips. I would say this motherfucker's really haunted. Haunted? That's, yeah, that's my vibe. That's my gut. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Correct. Haunted. I knew it. It's the fucking blonde curls. Like blonde curled dolls, like big red flags. <laughs> How are they getting flag. them curled? They have I, to be doing them themselves. Exactly. So meet Isabel. She can be mysterious. I'm going to read this. Oh, this is her listing. 
She can be mysterious at times. We got her from one of our paranormal investigations we did for a family who was having paranormal activity in their home and thought it was coming from this doll and wanted to get rid of her, so they gave her to us, which is a sentence. That does not make sense. We went to this house to investigate this thing, but these people already knew why the paranormal activity was happening, and they just wanted to give us a doll. That's, how, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a charity. <laughs> it sounds like a, like at the end of like the Christmas season when you put out your Christmas tree and people come and collect it. Oh, yeah. So this is just, just trash on the side of the road. She, meaning the doll. Oh, the doll. Told me that she was murdered and won't talk about it. She has a strong energy and is powerful. I've seen her turn her head to look at me a few times. And when she does, it's creepy. <laughs> Sometimes she will hide small objects and she will make me look for them. Just where are my keys? I think that amuses her. Sometimes she can seem eccentric and mysterious and other times completely normal. Just a normal doll oh. that moves its head and hides my keys. <laughs> she likes to open and close windows. Fucking horrifying. Turn on lights and turn them off. Move objects across my table or floor. My keys! So wait, does, does she like use her little doll hand to move it or is she like staring at it and it moves? I like... I imagine it's the second one because that's terrifying. Yeah. But I guess also a little tall hand a little reaching doll up <laughs> would be awful. <laughs> like you're just sleeping at night and this little doll hand just like rubs the side of your face. No. Caresses no, 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 you. No, 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 no. Oh, chilies. Oh, no. Chilies. <laughs> okay. Um, I've also heard her laughing and I've never found out what's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she won't let me in on the joke. Sometimes... She will wake me up in the middle of the night just because she wants to and talk about random things. A couple times, she has rung my phone and when I answer, it's a soft girl voice saying, got ya, or made ya look. Ugh, gross. She is a little weird to say the least. <laughs> she communicates through my spirit board, pendulums, electronics, making noises, moving things. She is waiting for her new home. She is waiting for you, in all caps. Oh no. The doll itself is an antique. She is 15 inches high and has blonde hair and green eyes, I guess I answer that, that shut oh. when she lays down. She has teeth as well. End of listing. Oh, I don't like the teeth part. We did not have to end there. We did. We could have, you could have gracefully let me down. Yeah, just be like, comes with clothes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nine, 9.99. Oh. Okay, next image. Please describe this. Okay, another white baby doll. Is it, are, are only white baby dolls haunted? Are there any baby I dolls of color saw... haunted? Listen, I saw some very racist images of Asian dolls oh, well, that's not that nice. were listed, but I said, we're not putting this on the podcast. We're not describing this right now. You don't need our advertisement. So again, then eyebrows again. She's got, these are more brown. You can definitely see teeth, but it's kind of like only the top teeth you see. Mm -hmm. And she's brunette, but she's got these, uh, what are those called? Those braids. She looks like, um... Like the American girl, Molly, but like gone wrong. Yeah. Like her ugly sister or something oh, that they no. hide in the closet. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't trust any doll, so I'm going to say she's haunted too. Final answer? Final answer. Yes, this doll is in fact haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trusting any of this shit. Why make creepy dolls? I just don't even understand. Why didn't... They just like have fucking teddy bears or something. Why all these like human looking dolls that you can't really play with because then you'll mess them up. I don't know. My aunt had like porcelain re doll like recreations of her grandchildren. Ew. With like glass eyes and like 
real human hair and like she kept them in the basement in what? like the Why? spare that room makes it worse and then that was oh, also the room was filled with mirrors <laughs> she would make me sleep in that room in the basement with the mirrors and the creepy replicas of her grandchildren every time i visited well your trauma seed starts there yeah that was where it began that's where it began they're also in rural arkansas which is very scary but i'm going to tell you about harley Harley. She is 12 years old and her vessel is 15 inches tall, which I kind of liked that sort of wording of it. Her <laughs> vessel. This little girl loves going all through the home and playing in things, LOL. She has such a sweet energy and is always so excited to meet new people. Her favorite thing is movie time. Anytime that me and the kids are having movie time, she's always a spirit that will join us. She has even touched our hands a few times and she works very well with dowsing rods. Harley died in 2004 from an asthma attack. She had very bad asthma and died in the woods behind her home. End of listing. That's it? I'm confused about this doll. Okay. Tell me your questions. I have no answers because this is only the only thing I have. Well, I mean, I guess when I think of haunted dolls, I think malicious. And it just, it seems like these dolls just really want to hang out. This doll definitely is like, I'm just a little girl. And I love to watch Shrek and also probably Paw Patrol. Yeah. I died. Of asthma. Which, and I'm, is, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Like, where was her inhaler? Where were her parents? Does the doll have an inhaler? It wasn't with the listing. But we should ask for the add-on. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next up. Okay, it's a box. It's a wooden box. It could be haunted because wooden boxes probably are always haunted. That little thing in the middle on mm -hmm. the lid... But like a crest or something or? I believe it's a crest. Mm, I'm. You know, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I'm going to say this guy not haunted. Final answer. Finally. I think we're just looking at a fucking box here. You are wrong. It is very haunted. Oh, okay. The listing is. Demonic Dibbic Box, very active, evil, haunted, what? serious buyers only. What? This box was used to cast the demon Orcus from multiple family members 15 years ago. Who is Orcus? We acquired it from an ancestor who says demons, which ancestor, is 15 years ago. That so was 2005. Yeah. <laughs> An ancestor. My ancestor. Oh my God. We acquired it from an ancestor who says the demon returns at night to the box. We keep it open at all times in our storage unit, and it was recently found closed. We decided at that point to rid ourselves of it. It is responsible for dark shadows, growling in the home, nightmares, items moving, childlike laughter. Do not use a Ouija board near the box. Orcus will talk to you. It will be closed and sealed at night before mailing to winner, which winner. I was like, win I guess I it guess is highest bidder. Yeah, it will either be wax sealed or bound with thread after blessing. Do not buy unless you are a responsible collector. And as always, item will be shipped away from my house with a Bible for your safety. What if it did just appear and there was like a Bible with it? That would probably scare me more than anything. It's like sealed with wax. <gasps> Demon dipic box. Maybe he's just like, no one uses me for jewelry. I just want to be a beautiful jewelry box. Oh, yeah. There's nothing in it. Maybe it is an empty box. It's like, it's some little treats in there. A granola bar. I want to know more about this demon Orcus. We're going to have to come back to him. Okay. Next up. This is like a ceramic doll. 
with like the painted on very um like Italian. Oh, like a masquerade. A, like a masquerade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's been wearing like the little poof. We know what we did a whole witchy fashion thing where we knew what these things were called back then. But now, now it is different. He's kind of got some lazy eye shit. And the picture's not in focus, which makes me feel like this is haunted. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. This doll is also extremely haunted. Oh, no. Listen, here's the... Listen. Listen. Okay. Haunted. Relisted due to non-payment. I brought this doll home about a week ago, but left her in the car to take to Goodwill at some point because she lied about being nice. Who are, who's talking to these dolls? These, these people that own so them. Why are they so tuned in? But I hadn't gone yet. I made a trip to an antique mall and found what he said was a few children. And on the way back, I heard her ask me, was I really going to bring more home and let them in and not her? And I told her, yes, because she lied. Not long after that, we spun out of control and almost died. This is obviously a hard claim to prove, (laughs) but if you have gifts or even feel things, you just know. I mean... Look at her. (laughs) I left her on the back porch of my apartment building, wrapped up when I got home from the hospital because he was actually in a car crash. No, they should have taken the doll to the hospital with them. And nobody really goes back there. So I went and I checked this morning and she is unfortunately still there. So I would like to find someone who who is collects these type of items. And then in the listing, he did show a picture of his crashed (gasps) car. What? like a ditch what the fuck kind of car is that what fucking decade is it some kind of four-door sedan okay and then our final one okay let's see is this is this a picture of a clown like a painting it is a painting (sighs) i mean i would have wanted in my home it's a very scary clown it's got it's like the white face with like dark around the eyes like black around the eyes and then, like, that red smile, but definitely could be, like, dripping blood sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. very scary red and white pinstripes holding some balloons with some beautiful, beautiful conifers, probably from, like, Colorado in the background. Mm-hmm. So you get this, like, wholesome sense, but then you see, like, a clown. And that's not cute. I would say this pic. What, what's it say? I'm Pogo? I'm Pogo the clown. It says that. I would say this is haunted. Mostly I don't want this in my home. Kind of. So I have haunted question mark. So this is a painting by the killer clown, serial killer John Wayne Gacy, who sexually assaulted and murdered 33 young men and boys and buried them under his house from the dates of 1972 to 1978. Wow, he was so busy. He was apprehended December 21st, 1978, and then was executed by lethal injection in Crest Hill, Illinois on May 10th, 1994. We were alive. I mean, barely. <laughs> you don't remember May 14th, 1994? We had nothing interesting to say back then. I probably was very interesting. <laughs> Besides his horrific crimes against humanity, he is also known for these terrifying paintings of clowns that he did in prison. Though... Get this. Mm -hmm. There is some speculation on whether or not he actually painted them. Because some prisoners have come forward and said, no, John Wayne Gacy had this idea of all of us doing these creepy clown paintings. He signs them and gets a ton of fucking money. But why why are the... eBay. But why are the... Is he giving money to the prisoners Yeah, he's like, oh, like you do all these paintings. Yeah, and then I'll like give you a cut of my clown painting money. Why is he allowed to be on eBay? 
So oh, wait, was eBay around in 1996? I think there's also other avenues other, other out there, eBay's. but like underground eBay. This is actually a really big problem on eBay and other listing sites because other serial killers will sell their artwork on eBay. People have done it. Uh, Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, he's dead now. Haddon Clark, who this fucking sociopath, like, does drawings of his victims, signs them, and sells them online, which is just fucking disgusting. They should have a policy against this. Absolutely. It's and then also, weird. Keith Jesperson, the happy face killer, does awful drawings of, like, raptors. Raptors? Sells them like online. birds? Like raptor dinosaurs. Well, that's fucking stupid. And then Arthur Shawcross, the Genesee River killer. And it's just like, listen, I love true crime. I'm all about it. I'm about to finish up The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, which was a really bad book. And very clearly that she was attracted to him. And she like feels sorry for him at the end. I'm like, he killed so many women. Yeah. Um, Come on, Anne. But like this. Get it together, level, Anne. <laughs> listen, Anne, you are 40. He's never going to be interested in you. No. There's nothing wrong with being 40. But... The idea that someone would be like, wow, this serial killer who like brutally murdered and ate like Ew. 18 women over the course of 20 years has drawn a picture of one of them and signed it like he owns it. I want that in my house. That makes me interesting. Like that's like some kind of like carnal perversion that I cannot get behind. Like it just is for other serial killers. It is. To buy. Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah. It's very weird. And that's why I feel like this is like mildly haunted. If anything, by my conscience. <laughs> I am unhappy. Anyway, yeah, final yeah. thoughts on haunted objects. How are you feeling? I feel like my rules at the beginning were completely spot on. Yeah. Stay away. Stay away. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Run. Patreon. $5. Patreon. $5. That's like, I don't feel the need for any of this. Although I, I can get behind the haunted wedding dress because as I said earlier, if you don't get to wear your wedding dress and you spend all that money, you may as well like live in it in the afterlife. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Some Miss Havisham shit. I think that's only fair. Witches in the news. Yay. Excommunicated Spanish witch village turns curse into tourist cash. Hell yes, I love an underdog story. Tucked into the foothills of northern Spain, the village of Trasmoles attracts thousands of tourists each year. There's many reasons to visit a half-ruined castle, stunning mountain backdrop, and of course, Trasmoles is Spain's only excommunicated and cursed village. The whole village? The whole village! Around 6,000 tourists visit the village for its witchcraft festival in July, where they can explore its tiny sorcery museum. They kept the word tiny, so I was like, it's probably like a cabinet or something. <laughs> and take in reenactments of the curse being cast over the village. At one point, Tresmaz was a prosperous community of Christians, Jewish people, and Arabs with a powerful adversary, the neighboring monastery of Veruela. A quarrel between the two over whether villagers could fell trees in the area, like cut down trees for firewood, came to a head in 1252, leading the monastery's abbot to demand that Trasmaz be excommunicated from the Catholic Church. One could call it a tantrum, said Lola Ruiz Diaz, a resident of the village. 
The second fight with the monastery came more than 250 years later, this time over access to the waterways and nearby mountains. After the country's nobles sided with the village Trasmaz, the monastery did not like that shit and they retaliated. With permission from the then Pope, the abbot recited a curse from the Psalms, 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 from the Psalms on Tresmos. So they fucking, cur- they did a Catholic curse on them. Oh my God. Which I didn't even know you were allowed to do. I don't think you can do that. But they got permission from the Pope. So I guess they were. Apparently the villagers really didn't care. And they kind of just shrugged it off and were like, oh, okay, whatever, you're woo-woo. <laughs> and life continued on as normal. And decades after Tresmos was excommunicated, the caretakers of the castle began covertly using the site to create false coins. So they're just like making false coinage, like fake shit. And we're going to use it to buy real shit. Brilliant plan. But in order to explain the hammering, banging, and other noises that were coming from the castle in the dead of night, they told people that witches haunted the area. That's some fucking Scooby-Doo shit. That's some fucking great shit right there. And then, of course, there was like a real Spanish witch hunt where people were actually accused and killed for allegedly being witches. And that was, you know, it's like own thing. But in more recent years, small villages around Spain began to capitalize on what makes their villages unique. For some, it's like ceramics and pottering. For others, it's woodworking. And for Tresmas, witches. Dun, dun. Now they open their doors and the town to tourists looking to learn more about the history of witchcraft and some even Mecca to Tresmas to lift the evil eye, which the villagers there are like, I mean, we're not really witches. We're just like selling witchcraft. Criminals. It's like a product, you know, we're actually whatever. Criminals. It's fine. And although they are now friendly with the nearby monastery, the villagers have no intention of asking the church to lift the excommunication or the curse because they're like, this is part of our history. So and we shouldn't change history. The curse, was it to be just the coolest fucking village of all time? Like, I curse you to be really fucking rad. I think so. I think it was something like that. And it was like that guy from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, the evil one. Oh, Frollo. Oh, Frollo, yeah. It was probably him making some weird-ass curse and, like, total bullshit, you know? And everyone was just, they just kind of, like, rolled their eyes. Yeah. They were Frollo's like, over there, like, hellfire, dark so fire. Scary. And they're like, calm down. Yeah, they're like, uh, we're fine. It's okay. We just wanted some wood from these trees to like build a fire so that we like don't freeze in the winter. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought? Next up is a Witches of Scotland update. So now we have, we've been talking about the Witches of Scotland and they are headed to Scottish Parliament. Oh, here we go. Boom. We are on our way. And to remind those of what this whole situation is, the Witches of Scotland campaign aims to write a terrible miscarriage of justice, which saw more than 2,500 people executed in Scotland between 1563 and 1736 when the Witchcraft Act was law. And the whole problem is no one's apologized. There should be a memorial. And it's fucked up, you guys. Accusing innocent people and killing them. Like, that's not cool. Also, I think I did say this last time. It costs you nothing to just apologize. Exactly. You could... Don't put the money into the memorial if you're a piece of shit. That's fine. You can be a piece of shit. But you could be a piece of shit that apologizes for things, you know, back centuries ago. Who cares? It takes two seconds. I'm sorry. One second. Exactly. The Scottish government accepts the act was discriminatory and has given campaigners hope there will be a pardon for women and men who died during it. And we will keep you updated on further developments on this story. 
Come on, Scotland, pull through. Come on. I'm sure they will. It's just fucking fighting the system. It just takes fucking time. Oh, my God. Paperwork. Paperwork, showing up to things, not mm-hmm. being able to show up to things, Zoom calling in. Oh, yeah. my God. Wearing what a, a tie. Mm-hmm. And our last story is Llewellyn marks 120 years of publishing. Damn, that's old. Damn. In early September, Llewellyn Worldwide will celebrate 120 years of publishing. First established in 1901 in Portland, Oregon, Llewellyn has become one of the largest spirituality publishers in the world. The company was started by Llewellyn George, an astrologer who immigrated from Wales in the late 19th century and launched his publishing career with newsletters, books, and almanacs, including the Moon Sign book, which was first released in 1905 and republished annually ever since. The residuals he's making on that. It's like, republish it every fucking year. Now with 770 employees, Llewellyn now focuses primarily on witchcraft, paganism, and tarot, publishing roughly 135 titles annually. And this is their focus. That's all they're doing. We're popping out 135 new books every year. Oh my God, I can't about witchcraft. do 135 episodes in three years. I can't do 135 Kegels in a year. I give up in like 10 and I forget for three months. I would get bored. And so I have owned at least two, possibly three books that were published by Llewellyn. Very much love them. They are great. They're very informative. And a lot of them are very dumbed down so that you do understand them. And I love that. I love a good dumbing down. Like talk to me like I'm five. I fucking adore that. So I just want to say happy birthday, Llewellyn. Happy birthday. Congratulations on being 120 years old. You did it. Woo. And this has been Witches in the News. Yay! Thank, Thank you. you! Okay, now we're moving into our final segment. We're going to do A Sleep Well Spell by Auntie Flo. By my period? Yeah! Oh, okay. I don't know, AuntieFlo.com. Oh, okay. So I just want to free straight up, just give you some sleep advice mm-hmm. that Auntie Flo gave me. There's some issues with your cardinal directions. So the east, associated with air sort of brings together the energy of something mentally energetic. So this may not be helping you sleep because your brain is moving real fast Mm. if your head is laying in the east. In the south, which is associated with fire, Mm -hmm. this is physically energetic. Your body may not be at ease. Restless leg, restless arms, restless eyes, tongue, teeth. I don't know. Ooh, we're just shaking. Yeah. (laughs) We're vibrating. Yeah. If your head is laying in the south. In the West, which is associated with water, this is energetic flow and the subconscious. This is for deep sleep, deep mm. dreaming. Perhaps you should be laying your head in the West. And then also in the North, which is associated with Earth, this is grounded and calming sleep. Again, very deep sleep, uh, physically regenerative sleep. Perhaps you should be laying your head in the North. So you got to move your bed. Yeah, you got to rearrange, which yeah. is... Which is fun. Now, I know it's hard, but you truly must not look at screens at least an hour before bed. Like all screens? All screens. TV. Mm, It's not happening for me. Phones, tablets. Trying to think of other screens. Computers. This is not witchcraft. This is just science. We live in a state of false day when we turn on our lights at night and the blue screens of our phones, tablets, computers disrupt our circadian rhythms because our brain thinks that is the deep blue sky. Mm-hmm. Take your sweet ass time doing your go to bed ritual. 
Brush your fucking teeth and brush them very good. You will need teeth later in life when society collapses and you have to bite other people in order to get the coffee. Mm, that's a good point. And then moisturize your face. Listen, if you remember September 11th, you need a night cream. Not because you're looking old, but because you went through something very traumatic and you deserve it. 20 year anniversary, dude. Crazy. Coming up. Actually, it happened. Already happened. Babe, maybe even throw on some lotion. Your whole body. Massage your scalp. Take some ibuprofen if you have a headache. You are getting ready to enter the nightmarish journey of the unconscious. Let's prep you up like the ungodly sacrifice that you are. Oh, yeah. Get me and kill me. Yeah. Just take me. A honey-baked ham. Take me, sleep. Here's what you need for anti-flow spell. A piece of paper. Great. A blue or a purple pen. Ooh, we're going purple. Smoky quartz, which see, seems sexy. They were like, in some cultures, it's called the dream stone. I couldn't find that anywhere. Uh, I mean, anti-flow line. And then a comfy bed or futon or hammock. I don't know what your situation the floor, is. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, get Who comfy. Cares? So I edited this a little bit um, to start off with cleanse and ground. Boom. Take those patented 3D breaths. Prepare your dream space. This can look like fluffing your pillow, making your bed, and then sliding into it, putting on your PJs or getting naked, and then finally getting real, real comfy. Take the pen and paper and lay it on your tummy, your knees, wherever you can easily mark on it without looking at it. And then allow your mind to wander. Don't focus on anything in particular. Your brain is going to take a couple of steps, a little couple of romps around your, your thinking space. When you feel your mind latch onto something that might keep you up at night, a worry, a task, a fake argument with your seventh grade math teacher, Miss Hendersman, <laughs> mark on the piece of paper with an X. That X can be big. It can be little. It can overlap with other X's. And then here's the important thing. You let that thought float away. That's the thing I have problems with, though. It's hard. I know. But you are capable. Mm. You are a capable woman. Mm. And you can come back to that thought mm. at any time. You can reel it back in mm. and you can let it go. Mm. Okay? All right. For the sake of the spell, I'll let you continue. <laughs> For the sake of witchcraft. <laughs> listen, you are not your thoughts. And while they may be things that impact you in your life, you are, listen, allowed to let them go. And again, as I said, you are allowed to revisit them later. So a thought comes in, gotta clean my apartment so my dad doesn't think I'm disgusting. You make an X, noted, you tell your brain, I see that, I note that, and I recognize that thought and that I don't need to chew on it for the next 20 minutes when I should be fucking sleeping. I went through September 11th. Not physically, but in my fifth grade class. Yeah. Okay, then that, that thought floats on. Another thought comes in, I have to iron my dress for my opening or else everyone will make fun of me. You make an X. Noted. I recognize that thought and I let it float on. And you, baby witch, exist in this moment in a liminal space outside of your thoughts. I want you to visualize the space around them. The space of no thoughts. What color is that space? What temperature is that space? And when you start to run out of thoughts and feel your space from them, Place the quartz in the center of the paper and crunch that paper around it like a little witchy Werther's Original candy. Mm -hmm. The quartz is going to take hold of all of those thoughts that you've noted and absorb their hold over you. The quartz is going to handle those thoughts for you tonight because your only job 
It's too lax. Mm-hmm. You can leave that where there's original, where it lay, tuck it under your pillow, depending on the size, it may be uncomfortable, place it on your nightstand, and anytime a thought or restlessness squeaks its way into your peripheries, press on the stone that you've tasked with watching over your thoughts for tonight, and then watch it load on by. Because again, you need to go to bed. It is three in the morning. It's true, it's too late. And that's it. I mean, this fucking stone's working overtime. This is the most I've ever seen a crystal do anything. I got a lot of thoughts. I'm very impressed. It's very big. Oh, it's it's huge. It's It's a boulder. (laughs) But um, I just want everyone to understand that I I did write the opening for this where it says it's a a sleep spell to rock you to sleep. And that's because there's a rocking spell. Oh, there was a pun. I hope you all got that. There was a pun, you guys. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, Anti-Flow. Fucking hope it helps. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anti-Flow not helping with my period over here, but the sleep, I hope it works. I also, I think you can just put Osmosis Jones on and then you're so comforted by like Bill Murray that you just like eventually fall asleep. He's going to protect you. What's your going to sleep? Is that your going to sleep movie? Uh, Last night it was. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm usually already asleep and Marcel's the one who has to watch stuff to fall asleep. Mm Mm-hmm. But sometimes it changes. Or sometimes it flip a ruse. Sometimes it flip a ruse. And then it's like, for me, it's like the wild, wild west. I'm like, what do I do? I'm alone. I'm alone. <laughs> it's quiet. <laughs> it's just me and Artemis like running around causing mischief. Both your tails are really poofy. The zoomies. And that's been our episode. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the introduction of the episode and the extroduction of the episode. And the extradition and the execution. And the execution and the excommunication of the episode. If I want to find you, Tara, where do I go? You go, oh my God, I'm going first. Yeah, I'm just... I was not ready. I'm ad-libbing. Okay, uh, you're going to find me at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. Mm-hmm. Or you can find my personal Instagram, my private Instagram at underscore little moss. Um, I just see if you're following Alicia. That's basically it. Gorgeous. And you can find me at Alicia period herder on Instagram. You can find the podcast, which yes, at which yes on Instagram. I'm just going. I'm She's going. not even reading the copy. This I'm is amazing. Even, I don't even know where it is. If you want to join the Facebook group, you can join us at which yes, the Facebook coven. If you hate everything, you can email us at which yes podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can, like we said before, come to our Discord. It's really cute and really great. And the witches over there are uh, delightful. They're a fucking delight. They're a fucking Pillsbury Doughboy all together. Just want to give you treats. And those like treats are compliments. A cinnamon bun. They're yes. like the delicacy of a cinnamon bun. You can find us on Patreon. $5 Patreon witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast for them. So many episodes. So many opportunities to... Ask us questions because they know what the next episode is. And yeah. that really shapes our episodes. Um, $10 and above get access to our close friends list. Um, and then the Patreon gets access to like, you know, early merch launch, ideas that we have, fundraiser stuff. So yeah. All that good, good shit. That's it? Oh, shit. Oh, we did it. We did a whole episode. What the fuck? Okay. Well, I guess this has been. Which, yes. <laughs> Thank you.
do that on the first try now? The past couple years. I like can't believe we are in sync. We just know. We're like, wrap it up. That's a cut. Who's a... Okay, I'm Joey Fatone. You who? Joey Fatone from NSYNC. Okay, okay. You are... Oh, I want to be... Um... Oh, I want to be Lance Bass. Okay, cute. Cute, Thank cute, you. cute. Which, I mean, I guess that means... Justin is Marcel. And then, who's Chris? Uh, maybe Dolly. And then was there another one? No. Is it four or is it five? I think it's four. Okay. The fifth one didn't matter. <laughs>